Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Behind the Racket Pod, the podcast taking you behind the racket with today's top tennis players and biggest issues facing the sport. Behind the Racket is a community to give fans and players in the world of tennis the opportunity to open up like they have never done before. Visit BehindTheRacket.com for the latest stories, merch, as well as direct links to all of the latest podcasts. It can also be found on iTunes, Google Play, Pandora, Stitcher, and wherever you find your podcasts. Download the episodes and make sure to leave a review. And we want you to be a part of the conversation. Find me at NoahRubin33 or Mike at Mike C Tennis on all forms of social media. You can also learn more at BehindTheRacket.com or MikeCTennis.com. Special thanks to my sponsor, New Balance. Visit their latest shoes and styles at NewBalance.com and learn more about their program of giving back at hashtag NBGivesBack. You can also help support the podcast by visiting Patreon.com slash BehindTheRacketPod and receive rewards from our travels around the world. And now... Alexis Galarno joining us on the podcast. Thank you for making some time. I know you're traveling today. Um, I, listen, I, I know how I am. I'm one of those people who I need to get to the airport like four hours beforehand, even though I really don't. I just like I, the nerves, so yeah, I appreciate yeah. it very much. Um, it's it's always kind of a, a difficult time. I know you're here at the tournament. You're, you're unfortunately out of this tournament, but um, what have you taken out of this experience? Because every time I run into you, there's a massive smile on your face, and it looks like you're really um, appreciating what you have been able to accomplish in getting you here this year. Yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, every day is, is, a, is a great it's a dream come true. Be a professional tennis player, uh, traveling the world. First time in Australia. I always wanted to visit this place, so mm. already I was super excited about that. And then make my first Grand Slam as well it was uh, another dream come true so what I've taken away from this week is uh, just how much I, I want to get back to the scene and play French Open make it to the main draw next time mm-hmm. and I just I know my my game is there I just gotta keep working hard and keep working on the things that I need to be doing better Okay, before we get to tennis, I just realized I'm going to get you some water. We've got, Thank listen, you. one of the beauties here at a, a slam, I, I just realized, yeah, you know, water is going to be key for you here uh, as you just came off the court. Um, before we talk about the tennis aspect, um, you know, you mentioned this is the first experience down here in Australia. What what have been the things you've wanted to do and experience that aren't involving a, a one of these blue tennis courts here? Yeah, well, first of all, I wanted to see a kangaroo, um, <laughs> and so I went to the zoo, okay. the Melbourne Zoo, but yeah. 
unfortunately they were working on the oh no on the enclosement for their for their cage oh no and so i didn't see any of them uh, okay. i did see some koala sleeping so <laughs> that was a good uh <laughs> reward but that's yeah. not the quite the same no 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 for sure and but other than that i also just wanted to see the culture mm. i had a australian teammate my first year at nc state and uh, we got along really well and so i wanted to see what his country was all about because he was a fun time <laughs> uh are you a coffee guy yeah have you been coffee have you been exp- i mean yeah yeah there's some great places for sure it's ridiculous <laughs> here yep. so one of my favorite things to do uh, and this will be for next time for you uh, I stayed in the central business district and just finding a different coffee shop every single day because it's just so good. I know, I know. I, I've i been practicing really early, so <laughs> I haven't get the chance to really enjoy you my coffee it. lately. So. Okay, we'll, we'll work on that. Next, next year. year yeah. next. I mean, this is all a learning experience. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, so let's let's kind of start from, from the beginning for you. Um, I, I knew that name uh, coming out of juniors. Um, I, I remember seeing the name and, and just thinking, okay, this, this kid is somebody I need to be w- w- watching uh, a little bit as he progresses. NC State was not exactly um, uh, exactly where I thought somebody of your caliber as a junior might go. Tell me why um, and what the, the, the staff there was able to uh, convince you of in terms of your game development. Yeah, well, I graduated, I think, two years in advance. I uh, still had a year and a half of junior left in me. Uh, school was really important to me, so I wanted to get it out of the way, in a, in a sense. <laughs> Not in a bad way, but uh gives you more options after that, after you graduate. So NC State made the most sense for me. Uh wasn't too far from home. When I visited, the teammates were, were really great. The coaching staff was great as well. Uh, there was a coaching staff change after my first year, and I was so fortunate to get some unbelievable coaches after that. And what they've done for me is uh, is unbelievable. They've uh, the head coach Kyle Spencer. He's he's made me believe that I could become a a top player in the world. And Chris James, the assistant, he's just been on the court with me for so many hours as a dog man like he exactly. is just always out there yeah so they've they compliment they complement each other so well and the teammates were again just every class they that's, that's come in they're all been really great teammates for me and you know pushing me to become better and stay serious also stay away from all the distractions mm. and stuff like that because that can that can not be easy to handle for sure those two guys in particular um might my interactions with them have been relatively limited, but I also know they're not—they're not flashy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not, you know, social media all the time. Look at us, look at us. It seems like they're hard workers, and it feels like, you know, I know that wasn't the the staff that got you there, but mm-hmm. it seems like that kind of matches who you are, yeah. uh, just in terms of that work ethic and and what you want to be as a tennis player. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I see myself a lot in the NC State program where. We're every year we're getting better and better, and I think it's a question of time when things are gonna take off for both me and the NC State program. So yeah, we got along super well, and like you said, nothing flashy. Just working hard every day and having a vision in the future for how we want to play and how we want to develop the pro game. Uh, it's a shame though that Alex Lawson is now involved um, with the program that it, it feels know. like it just is a, a weight. 
right. like an anchor <laughs> that is just dragging them down. Yeah, but they <laughs> they've had a recent change. Oh, um, really? A new uh, new volunteer assistant has, has got in, and okay, I got to meet him, and he's a great guy as okay. well. Okay, all right, yeah. good. <laughs> I have to take my one shot at Alex Lawson <laughs> yeah, if I can. Yeah. Um, I I remember the first time I I did one of your matches. If memory serves, it was in Cary, um, obviously just up the road from from Raleigh, and I just. Remember this, uh, you know, you are you are thick mm-hmm. uh, in the in the most positive way there. Yeah, a little thicker <laughs> than what I am now, <laughs> freshman fifteen maybe. <laughs> but I, I just remember the um, level of competition for you was just this motor was incredibly high. Um, I want you to kind of walk us through how you have come to this idea of identity for yourself as a player. What you identified as what you wanted to be mm-hmm. and how you've gotten there over the last five years in terms of yeah, what, what kind of player you are on the court. Yeah, well, I, I grew up with uh, three other siblings, so big family. I'm the youngest, so I always had to... I was fighting with my brothers. They were pushing me, you know, on the tennis court. They were yeah. my first tennis coaches, so... I learned it the hard way and, you know, not taking nothing for granted. So I think that transferred into my my game, into my psychology. I think, you know, just being grateful for everything and not giving up on any matches or mm-hmm. any practices because you never know when it's going to be your, your last practice. Um, and then, yeah, I just over the years, you know, great people have come into my life. Uh you know, the NC State staff has been great to me for five years now. Uh, and still to this day, we're, we're communicating almost on a weekly basis. Uh, I've got a new coach from France who's been helping me a lot, you know, making the next step. So I've been just really lucky with all the people that's come into my life. And everyone has given me just something different. And I feel like I've been able to take a little bit of everything and put it together and keep working towards my goals how do you do it so that it's not too much and it's kind of condensed into exactly Mm. what you need uh it's a big lesson that each person has made in my life like the impact they've made so i keep track with a with a notebook i Mm. like to write down some stuff i also work with a sports psychologist so that's always helpful you know keep track of certain weeks how you've been feeling how you've been playing all of this so all these tools have been helping me a lot. And I also have a great support system with my family, my mom especially. She knows me the best, so I'll, I'll tend to go to her and open up about different stuff, and she gives me good, uh, good advice. All right, so what's, what's the best piece of advice she's given you over the last couple of years? Because um, you and I both know you get a lot of, lot of positive advice when things are going well, um, and then it can be kind of difficult in those d- tougher moments. So what's the best piece of advice mom's given you over these last last yeah. two years? Uh, for sure to stay true to yourself. Um, not get caught up in the success or anything that's been promised or whatever. Just keep it a day-to-day, you know, being grateful and all of that. So staying true to myself, which is just being grateful to be yeah. a tennis pro tennis player and enjoying it. It's it's fascinating to hear you say that because again, as I mentioned earlier, you you always seem to have a smile on your face. Like it it, it feels I I always know that you are going to be a very positive person whenever I see you. That's rare, um, as I I think you probably know from being out on tour for the last mm-hmm. couple of years. How have you managed to maintain that? Because that is that yeah. can be incredibly challenging. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, one thing is I'm still early in my career. Yeah. Uh, you maybe see it with older players, you know, uh, not enjoying themselves as more as much. But uh, I hope I keep that same fire in me and wanting to get to where I want to go. So we'll see. But, <laughs> you know, I have a great su support system. Yeah. Uh, my coach and I get along really well on tour. I like traveling, you know, exploring new yeah. new continents or new Except countries. when the kangaroos are not available. Exactly. <laughs> so that's the only <laughs> issue. But <laughs> other than that, it's yeah, it's been good. So... The, the development you've made on the court um, has been, it's, it's um, there are some players who are able to make that real big jump very mm. quickly. And obviously, you, you know Felix very well and Dennis and what they were able to do very quickly in their careers. Yeah. You have been much more of that slow build, steady progress. Mm. Um, how, how have you taken that in stride? Is that, is that kind of how you anticipated it, considering your, your relationship with, with those yeah. two guys? No, you always, I think it's the gener generation that I live in. We want everything right now. Yeah. So it's not easy always to accept that maybe I'm not, progress you know, not having the results as quickly as I wanted. But again, that's one of the biggest uh, lessons that I got from Kyle Spencer. Mm. Just being patient and trusting the work. You know, the, the pack rising it yeah. comes from this culture where every day just trying to do better. And, you know, eventually the results will come. And if not, at least I'll try. I'll have tried my best. Yeah. That, that's all I can ask for myself. Those results through the back half of 2022 were pretty darn good. Uh, I know first challenger final, multiple quarterfinals along the way as well. Um, how did you want to maintain that uh, that momentum going into 2023? And how did you, you know, what, did, what were the main parts of focus for the offseason? Yeah. My my biggest objective last year was to become more consistent with my results, and I think that proved it with the end of the of twenty twenty two. Yeah, for sure. So I want to keep going that same route, you know, keep having consistency. I'm gonna have access to maybe bigger events like mm. Grand Slam qualies, uh, a few two fifties qualifications. So if I can continue this this uh, consistency, I think. I'm going to keep having better and better results. And so that's really all. I, I don't have any, you know, of course, top 100 this year is my goal. But yeah. I don't have any other goals other than just keep being consistent and find a way to get into that top 100. <laughs> What's the main point of focus in terms of the technical side of what you're trying to do with your game? Uh, for sure, the serve. I okay. think you see it a lot with some of the top players. That's what makes a difference is they're serving. And I've been making some progress, and maybe that's why I'm seeing more success, you know, towards 2022 and starting this year. Uh, the serve has been a little bit better. Just to get a little bit of more free points, and so you're not having to work as much in exactly, those service exactly. games. Yeah, because some of my matches can be <laughs> taxing on the body. <laughs> I remember there was one in in Kerry, uh, God, a couple years ago. I I can't like I haven't. I um, I've played. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. had some grind. Yeah, sessions. you've had some grind sessions against um, Sas Kumar. No, Sasi Kumar, yeah, Mukund, or Ramanathan. Yeah. Every every once in a while, <laughs> people just come in and check and make sure we're not causing too much trouble. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the fun stuff. Um, Davis Cup experience. Yes. Um, that seemed like it was just one of those remarkable moments. Um, 
And again, the big smile on your face as you enjoyed that. What what did that mean to you? And um, I imagine just being with those guys who you have come up with, mm-hmm. that team bond, something you're used to, obviously, from yeah. juniors, from uh, college. I imagine that had to be an incredible experience. Yeah. Unbelievable was, I mean, I remember growing up with Felix especially. That was the one uh, we trained pretty much until we were 16. Yeah. And we talk about, you know, winning the Davis Cup. How would that feel? Yeah. And all of that. And we we did it. I mean, I didn't do much, but <laughs> still a be, to be a part of this team and yeah. all of that, the experience was unbelievable and so many good lessons to come out of that, especially seeing how they handled the moment. Yeah. Felix and Dennis, seeing how they went about the week as a whole. They were just enjoying themselves. I think the, the team spirit was really good and, that helped them, you know, be successful on court. Yeah. So all these things just made it such a great, great week. And I, I imagine, too, I mean, it's the opportunity to be there at that level, you know, much like it is here, just to be with those guys and just realize how close your level is. I imagine there is a lot of, com- even if you're not playing, the confidence of being there on court with them and seeing how close you are, I imagine that has incredible benefits for you. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, maybe sometimes I'm too realistic, and you know, yeah, like especially my family. You know, they try to make me understand that I'm world champion or yeah. whatever. But yeah, it's maybe I don't know. It, maybe it hasn't hit me yet. Or yeah, maybe because I wasn't on court. But uh, just for me. Th- that was the biggest thing that I got out of it was seeing how how these guys went about the week and all yeah. of that. Not so much about the result and yeah. stuff, yeah, but just more the experience to live it with my best friends, yeah, who I grew up with, representing Canada, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I I I just um I'll just I will always remember seeing some of those celebrations, <laughs> um because I, I again I keep coming back to it but yeah it's it is so rare to see somebody like your smile is dynamic and i i know that uh, you know might sound odd but I, like it, it it is one of those things that it, you look for in people it, where where i come from right like this person who has a clear personality mm. it shows from you um and i wonder how you take kind of this positive vibe this who you are off the court and how you put it into what you're trying to do on the court mm. um Well, again, like I try to be grateful for for everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can be in a tough position, you know, down the set or whatever. And sometime I'll take the time and just, you know, take a step back and realize that I'm grateful to be on court right now. Yeah. Even if it's the Challenger Tour, there's people coming out to watch. There's ball boys. There's an empire professional setting and mm. I don't know it's uh, that's already enough for me to be grateful for so I think that's a big way that's been helping me you know with my personality I just try to be grateful for, for everything and yeah I hope to give that energy back to people because ultimately it's not just about playing tennis but yeah. it's also to inspire the, the next generation to play tennis and for also the people that pay and come watch to have a good 
good show. Yeah, and I saw some of the things you were doing at Rogers Cup last year, um, working with some of the the younger kids. Uh, yeah. uh, that seemed like it was a, a really rewarding experience for you. Yeah, for me, this just being out there with the kids, uh, giving a great match against Dimitrov. I think, or I hope it it inspired kids from Quebec to pick up a racket and try the sport. I I, I was about. getting text <laughs> text messages from people who were calling the match, no who were just really impressed with again um, your your competitiveness. Obviously, your level is right there, mm-hmm. but on top of it, just the spirit with which you played. I mean, it's just it's one of those things that I just don't know if you have the appreciation for it that maybe somebody outside like <laughs> I I do um, the spirit with which you played every single match, every single point. It just is that's hard to I don't know. It's hard for me to explain to you what what I think that means. Thank you. Um, all right, a couple last things um, before you get on a plane. Where are you going? I'm going to Paris, okay. and then I will go to South of France for a week of okay. training, and then I'll go back up north to Kimper for the Challenger. Okay. Um, the hair. Yeah. It's long. It's too long, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> what's 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 the style? What's the what's the plan? Well, my thinking is that. I don't want to be getting a haircut every three weeks, you okay. know. Yeah, I guess I'm traveling around the world, and mm. you never know if the barber is gonna be right and all of this. So that was the initial <laughs> thought. Okay, but I'm starting to maybe thinking <laughs> about cutting it. So <laughs> we'll see what happens in the next I few mean, weeks. What, how how long are we? I mean, that's. I mean, I've been getting some refresh, you know. Just yeah, to, yeah. So my mom still lets me come home and. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. I that's mean. A little bit long, but I'm, I mean, we'll I'm, see. I'm for I'm for it. Yeah, it's a little it's a little too long for you. A little bit. I okay. mean, I don't know. We'll and take like three inches off. Yeah, but okay. so that I can still keep it in a bun because that's convenient. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm making my first trip to Toronto this summer Ooh, for nice. Rogers Cup. It's nice. been a long time. I know that's not home for you necessarily, but what are the things I need to be doing yeah. while I'm in Toronto? I mean, kangaroos obviously yeah, yeah. here. What are the things I'm going to need to do in Toronto when I'm up there? Mm-hmm. I think you definitely got to go see the CN Tower. Okay. Maybe go go on top of it. Okay. Um, there's the Lee Restaurant. It's okay. It's a very, very good restaurant. Okay. I always try to go there. One of my one of my good friends from childhood, his uh, dad is the chef there. And okay. He's top chef, so okay. definitely got to go eat there. Okay. Um, other than that, uh, I think just Canada – in general, in the summer is great time. Yes, you know, good food. Probably have a terrace, you know, like yeah. outside seating. And yes, I think that's that's enough. Okay, because uh, listen, uh, obviously they're you know cliche stuff for us as America. I mean, getting some poutine. Yeah, but it, I don't think you're gonna find the best one in Toronto. Really? Yeah, it's much more of a Montreal thing, correct? Yeah, it's a Quebec. Yeah, uh, yeah. State. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, but I'm you not can still find a decent one. You yeah. just won't. But I I try it for your first time. I try to wait until 2024 and do it in Montreal. Okay, I think that's that's fair. (laughs) That's fair. And then this is this is a pure ignorance question. Do you watch Letterkenny? No, no. Never watched Letterkenny. No. Okay. Should I? I? I, I, Yes, you should. should, Yeah, it's I mean it's on Hulu in the states. Oh. I don't know. Um, I, I, yeah, assume I don't know which platform it will be on. So I'll it's, find it. It's basically like a just a theoretically a small town in Canada and their problems. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Be, yeah. But it doesn't have the same cultural impact for you that it does for me in the states, huh? No. Yeah. It's yeah. fascinating. 
Well, Quebec is is a just different. <laughs> it's a different country almost. Okay. <laughs> that so so because of the French speaking mostly? Yeah, just you grow up differently. Really? Um there's less of a Americanized like a American impact. Okay. Because we can't really translate yeah, you know, the English to French. And so there's a lot of French Canadian shows that that'll get you know, recorded and yeah. put out to the to the people, but not not as nearly as much of the the American television translating over into your more and more nowadays. Yes, but when I grew up, not as much. No, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so do you do you hate me as an American? No, no, no. I love <laughs> I love the U.S. They they hosted me for five years, and <laughs> maybe one day I'll go back. <laughs> maybe we'll see. I appreciate your time. Um, it really has been a lot of fun getting to know you over the last year and a half. And and again, I hope for you as well that you're able to continue to express that joy on a tennis court because for me as a a viewer, as a somebody who has to work with it, it is always fun to watch. So I really appreciate that. Thank you, and thanks to you for everything you do for tennis. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. The show might be over, but the conversation isn't. Join us on social media at NoahRubin33, at MikeCTennis, and at Behind the Racket. Expect new episodes every Monday or Tuesday. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. It really helps us expand and reach more listeners as we take you Behind the Racket.